W4CY Radio, and I'm here with... Hi, my name's Sean. Hey, it's Danny, and we're Surfboard. Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Alex. Matt. Nice. That's all of us. Here at Riot Fest. Wow. Riot Fest. What what a day to be here, too, huh? It's it's sunny and nice. Are you going to be up there watching the Misfits later? Probably so, yes. Yeah, you can't miss that, right? That's why we were just talking about, that's why I'm here. You know, because, well, hey. Me, personally, Misfits changed my life when I was a teenager, for sure. They're Tell great. us that. Tell us that story. Well, like, in the mid-'80s, the guy that, like, made me my first punk compilation, he put he had all of those OG singles, like Cough Cool and all that stuff, and he put a bunch of that stuff on a tape for me, and it was game over. You know? Nice. I missed the tape trading days. You know, I was just saying... You know, a lot of bands, because they can't get the vinyl because of supply shortage, start doing cassettes. And I'm like, we should start the tape trading days again. That would be cool. People are doing it again. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I have, like, the Metallica one that you can't even tell what it says because it's been taped over, like, 50 times. <laughs> we had a, Me and Sean had a friend who had, like, the ultimate tape collection. And that was the goal, was, like, to just make the best tape. But he had, like, suitcases. Nice. Tweaked out hard. I still have, like, a bunch of my cassettes from when I was a teenager. I have, like, like five. I gave one to him. <laughs> Which one did he give him? Whatever it was, it was definitely a tweaker comp. Yeah. So tell me how it came about that you guys did a song with Tony Hawk, because that's cool as oh, shit. Oh, yeah, Tony Hawk rules. I'm friends with his son. And, there you go. But... It was actually Linda is friends with Tony, and Linda just sent him our new album, and he was a fan, and he was like, 10 out of 10. And then we're like, want to be in our music video? And it was so much fun. We just had a blast. He did crazy-ass tricks, like, flying over our heads. Nice. And it rolled. He's such a cool guy. Yeah, he's a badass, because, like, I still skateboard, but I can't do the shit I did, like, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Like. I, I have that little bit even fear in me that I never had that. Like, I used to dive off of, like, houses into empty pools, and now it's like, oh, there's a big speed bump. <laughs> yeah. To- oh, we did all our tricks on green screen for that music video. Nice. We let Tony do the real shit. I love it. I love it. Now you you have to be on, your music needs to be on the next Tony Hawk, like, video game. Oh, yeah. Pro Skater. Yeah, for sure. There you go. HBI is pretty skatable. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, since we're talking about all this, the listeners have never heard you guys before. As artists, 
not using a genre because I think genres are bullshit. Let's describe your music so they can get a kind of idea of what they're in for. It's like dolphins choking on trash. It's like if you're having a really shitty day, but then like someone gives you a slice of birthday cakes, so you start dancing around, but shit still sucks, but you're like making the best of it. It's loud and random and we just like follow our hearts and make music and it's kind of like just good therapy and a reaction to what's going on in the world and yeah, I don't really know how to explain the music, but you know how to talk about music. I th- And I think that was pretty fucking good because that was like the most creative answer I've ever gotten to something like that. Yeah, we'll stick with that one. <laughs> so here's a good one, and you might all have a different answer. One story, good or bad, in your whole musical journey that you're going to tell when you're like 80 years old, what would it be? That one makes you think, doesn't it? One story about surfboard. Let's see. Is it about us or about like some band we've seen? Anything you want to talk about. Let's put it that way. Uh, he sounds like he has one. I gotta think of a funnier one. I don't know. There were some bands that I one. Whatever uh, you want to do. It's your world. I'm just living in it. Seeing Husker do in the Circle Jerks in 1982 in Texas. Nice. At a small little club. Tell us what, what makes that stand I was tripping out. on acid. I didn't understand what I was seeing. And, <laughs> and Husker Du looked different than any other band that I had ever seen. And I couldn't understand their music at all because it was atonal. But then all of a sudden it would snap into these like glorious melodies. And, and I, I was like, I think I like this. And then the Circle Jerks were just that, super powerful. And you know amazing. what's funny about that? I, I was at a dead show once way back when. And I took some shrooms, and my whole trip was, I didn't find out till the next day, that I kept saying all day, oh, those were bogus shrooms. I, I'm not feeling anything. And then the next day I thought back, I was like, oh, that was my trip. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> relatable, relatable. Hello, listeners. I feel like Notable is like the last like U.S. tour playing a lot of people's first shows back after a pandemic and stuff and having yeah. people come up to you and be like this is my first show back i wanted to come see you guys and then a lot of people said that so it's like an honor to play somebody's first show back right you're a reason to leave the house and then it makes you feel like you're doing something with purpose even if like gas prices are high and eating cheetos all week sucks <laughs> and then plus it feels like you're going through something like with your audience and like you already besides your own music you have something to connect about because like we're all like in that weird situation together yeah so now it's it was all happy pits like right post pandemic last february and then now it's back to normal pits i love it i you know what you know what's cool about that story is whoever came to your show they set their fear aside and came to your show and like basically that means that they really wanted to come to your show. Because there were some shows, those first shows, that it's like, I don't know if I want this one to be my first show that I take a shot at. They knew there was going to be at least one super spreader in there skanking oh, yeah. around in the pit. <laughs> yeah, my first show was, it was near where I live in this what, little... What, what was it? I'll get to tell you, it's little amphitheater was sublime with dirty heads. 
in a fucking little town amphitheater. And I remember I was sitting backstage looking out at the crowd. You know, it's Florida. They're sweating their ass off. And I'm like, I'm not fucking going out there. I'm staying here. And it was like, the next one was Green Day. And I think Weezer and whoever else they were playing with. And I was like, this is a little better. And then it was Corn. And I was like, now I'm back. And then I did a festival. There were like 100,000 people. And I was sitting in the middle of the, this crowd. I'm like, I feel alive for the first time in fucking two years. Nick just recently went and saw Corn play. Oh, yeah. It was massive. I never heard a band just with guitars, like, shake your body. It had so much low end. It was amazing. It's so funny because I saw them recently at one of the festivals I was covering with. And somebody that was running the media tent was more of a country person and never been to a corn show. So we're sitting up like right up against the subwoofers. Yeah. And she's like, I gotta go. Because oh. <laughs> it was just like, oh my God, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. It's fine. I'm like, just chill out, it's just the music. Corn, <laughs> corn could easily be interpreted as the name of a country band though. I mean, I, if you didn't know it, just right? up to the venue or something. Yeah. It could be, totally. Now, Jonathan Davis, a ba- and Davis is a badass because he actually had had COVID and still performed and he has asthma so he couldn't he was having serious breathing problems wow he sat down for like the whole show he had like a throne and sat down after every song he was going backstage and getting like breathing treatments oh wow but that's like that's badass could have been his last show He, he could have canceled the show like a lot of bands did but he's like fuck it I'm doing it yeah you know what other stories we got? Well, when Matt was telling his, it made me think of one from a recent show we did. I'd never been to Europe, and we went all over the place last month or a couple months ago. And one of the last places we played was a little tiny town in Spain called Mieres. I think that was... That's what it's called, yeah. And at first, when we pulled up, I, I wasn't super sure. It was kind of like a thrown-together tent outside, and it didn't seem like it was the kind of place like they'd want a band like us or that we would play but then we started hearing that they hadn't had any bands from outside that city or outside spain in 20 years or something like that wow and the people stayed there through the rain and they danced around they probably didn't know us too well it was more of a metal crowd but they really appreciated it and they had a great time and it's so cool to travel thousands of miles to people you never ever would have met and i know right and then they know your shit like it blows your mind right yeah those metal bands fucking rocked yeah. too. Yeah. You know what's funny is like, there's bands from the '80s that I was totally into that you think have been gone, and they haven't. They've just been in Europe no. all this time. Like the the the, the fanaticism of metal bands and punk bands in Europe, like that are older ones. Like, I got to go see Discharge for the first time wow. at Hellfest. Okay, now. I was a metalhead who also was into punk in the time when I couldn't go to shows or I got my ass beat, you know, because I had long hair. And so I got to go to this Discharge show and fucking A, man, the pit was the coolest, craziest pit I'd ever been in. I've been in some crazy ones, but I was like, this is fucking insane. And then, of course, the Exploit play, which I've seen them before, I've interviewed Waddy, but he brought everybody up on stage like old school wow. 
and we were like all storming. I'm pressed, I'm still storming the security. And the stage was like as high as this and like there were people up there pulling you up. It was like so old school punk, man. And then we just all were singing sex and violence on the stage. <laughs> and it, the security was finally like, yeah, whatever. And they helped us down afterwards. It was cool. <laughs> That's right. You got one, Sean? I'm, oh, yeah. I'm just in a great uh, Where was it when all the like people came on stage and it was like the show with the barricades of that Phoenix? So we played a show in Phoenix and like the club was like nerfed with like all these like police barriers like around the stage for this like small like bar sized club. And then it had a divider in the middle dividing like the like all ages from like the drinking like crowd or whatever. And it like the club seemed full of barricades, but then like everyone like stormed like the stage and was like on stage dancing with us. Like, and I mean, that isn't, why was it crazy? It was crazy because like, they look, the people that stormed the stage looked psychotic and like they were just like shaking like the whole stage basically or whatever and like we like couldn't stop like laughing because like we thought it was like the most like punishingly like controlled like venue with like a metal divider within the crowd and stuff but then like everyone just like took down the stage almost like it was fun. Dude I was at a I think it was a Metallica show at Giant Stadium and people just started coming out of stands like it's a football stadium, and they're knocking over the fences. Now all the New Jersey State Troopers were there, and they all put like their hands up. They're like, "Fuck it," and left, man, because like just there was no stopping these people from getting to the floor. It was wild. I like shit like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what you guys got going on after this? After this show, we have like a. Go ahead, Danny. Oh, okay. Up next, <laughs> we have a ton of stuff going on. We're going to play with My, My Chemical Romance in the Bay. We're nice. going to play Desert Days. We're going to tour with Gimme Gimme's and go cool. to Florida for the first time. We've never been to Florida. Where? Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, down in West Palm, we always get screwed. <laughs> There's some cool venues down there, too. But yeah. it's such a bitch for artists because... You gotta drive all the way down and then drive all the way up. Totally. It's, it's like 10 hours out of your way. Yeah, but we're stoked <laughs> to finally be doing it now. Nice. But yeah, and then just working on new music and rocking forever. Nice. Yeah. So, did you just get here today or were you here for my chem last night? We just, we were playing with the Descendants in Omaha. So we just spent yesterday driving. And it was really cool. I got to sing Suburban Home with them. Nice. Yeah. That's w- really cool. I wish I caught My Chemical Romance last night, but we're buds with them, and they're just such awesome people, and we're so stoked we get to play with them, too. That's good to hear. When a band's been around that long, like some of them, you know, can have ego or whatever. So when you hear that they're cool, yeah, I love hearing that. Yeah, you Fra- know? Frank Aira has been in our pit and, like, been to our shows for the last like five years. He's sick. Nice. He's fucking great. Yeah. It did me, get crazy. Me and Danny ended up get, being in a video of his. It was real fun. Nice. It it did get crazy last night. Like they had to stop the show multiple times. The Whoa. production manager came out one time. He got the band off stage. He's like, everybody move back. We need to all chill out. Just be positive yeah. and cool. Get zen. And then I'll bring the band back out. <laughs> Cause it was meditate crazy. for a second. <laughs> it's been weird lately, like that. Like last week, I did another festival and Slipknot headlined, and 
Corey had to stop the show five times because people were getting hurt. We love Slipknot. Oh, that's a pit. Yeah. That's a serious pit. So sick. You know, last week, I've seen them a bunch of times. But last week was the first time I've seen them from, like, side stage. And I'm going to just tell everybody right now, side stage can be cool. But if it's a band that you're really into their sound, that is the worst fucking place to see a band. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes it's cool. You're hanging out with your friends. But a band like Slipknot, it was like... Wow, I'm like missing like 80% of the sound of any of their songs. Yeah. You know? Sounds really weird. Yeah, it's wild. People don't understand that though. Yeah. Uh, they're like, oh, they'll do it with me. Like, hey, can you bring me on stage? I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, front of the house is going to be much better. I'm only there because I'm working. Totally. I know. <laughs> when I watch my friends, I try to get in the front. Totally. Yeah. And yeah, it was crazy. Slipknot is always crazy, but. I never saw Corey have to stop a show Damn. once, much less five times. It's good to be aware of it, though, so people just have fun and don't die. Oh, yeah. He was totally cool about it. He's like, he's like making sure whoever, yeah. he wasn't even trusting security. He's like making sure with the person personally, are you okay before I start again yeah, type of thing. Yeah, that's smart. You know, and then, you know, they were doing that thing of crossing their arms, you know, to get the attention. And finally, at one point, I think it was the fourth time, he was like, all right, guys, it's great that you cross your arms and stuff, but, like, instead of just crossing your arms, fucking just go and pick the dude up, man. Yeah. Like, you're just looking at him. Yeah. Pick the dude up. Totally. <laughs> Help him out. That's right. So tell everybody how they can connect to you guys on the web, on social. Yeah, hit us up, follow for follow. Our Instagram's at The Real Surfboard. We have tons of music on the interweb. And yeah, we are just, you can follow, we'll, we'll post dates where we play. We're just stoked to be playing live music again and hanging out. So yeah, I'm excited to put out new music and keep raging and dancing with fans and friends. I love it. I think it's badass you're here at Riot Fest. And, Hell yeah, we love Riot Fest. And my listeners aren't allowed to listen to my show anymore unless they buy some of your merch. Oh, sick. We have really cool, weird-ass T-shirts, so enjoy. Oh, let's t tell us about them. We, well, okay, we have one where it's like a man and woman playing the trombone together. This, on the beach. On the beach. It's very romantic, but it's like a Newport case from the 70s, and it says, cringe rock is dangerous for your health. I don't know. We have so many random shirts sean's the mastermind behind them what's another one another one that says surfboard and has like a giant pair of crocs on it and it says that's funny it says fucks underneath it says surfboard fucks that's funny. you know you need a skateboard too like they have that hooligan hooligan hooligans out there they make the skateboards for all the bands yeah I, I really want to make a skateboard with lizzie armado armado she's so sick nice. do a collab with her yeah, and then that could be in the next video. Yeah. You know, that'd that be would awesome. be pretty cool. Yeah, skate or die. So, last question is, where's your favorite place to surf in the world? Alex. God. Maybe at home in Montauk. There, we were talking about When it's about good, that when too. it's really good, because I'm home. That's but, cool. But uh, this time we were in France. We were driving up through there and we had a break and I got to go to Hosegor. You know, the famous beach break? That yeah, was, that nice. was really beautiful. Yeah, we were talking. Oh, yeah, up the Gold Coast, Noosa, Noosa Heads. 
We nice. all took a day trip and Very I got to cool. surf there. Yeah, so we were talking before the interview, I was just surfing in France in between weekends for Hellfest, so that was cool. Hmm? Is it Parlamentia? No, it's like Sable, uh, Sable de Adone. It's like, you know, Clisson is where Hellfest is, so it was like an hour and 12 minutes from Clisson. And then I just went recently, when uh, I was doing Bloodstock, I dipped out into Portugal. I did Portugal. Oh, Portugal was badass. You wanted to tell oh, yeah. us? I like surfing when it's really big in Northern California. Waves come all the way into the bay and you can surf at like West Oakland at the port of Oakland. There's like a little A-frame nice. that like pops up like in West Oakland where no one surfs ever. And you can surf like in West Oakland, like very uh, cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a perfect like A-frame. It peels both ways. It's pretty tide dependent, but it's like on the tide push. You can like look at San Francisco while you're surfing in Oakland. Oh, that's way cool. One of my most memorable experiences is in Rincon, Puerto Rico, above humpbacks. They were below me while I was surfing. Wow. That was fucking cool as shit. So any final words we want to leave the listeners with that, that we haven't covered that they need to know? We've never met you, but we love you. Those are the best words right there. Live, laugh, love, keep on rocking, hanging out with your friends, and yeah, listen to music and have a good life. I don't know. If you're having a shitty time, just get in the pit and call a friend. Those are all great words. I love it. Hey. Thanks, guys, for being here at Riot Fest. Thank you. Thanks for being on the Adventures Pipe Man. Yes, Pipe Man. Thank you for listening to the Adventures of Pipe Man on W4CY Radio.